Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, Teen Wealth World. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. I'm really excited because we have an amazing guest on the show. Um, Kevin, my colleague and uh, co-host, is actually traveling across Canada right now doing some youth seminars uh, and working with some teens in high school. So he's not able to join us for the next couple of weeks, maybe a couple months. Who knows? But he's out there doing good in the world. So um, we miss him. We love you, Kev, if you're out there listening. (laughs) Uh, Today on the show, we have a lovely lady named Kathy Brown that I was lucky to meet not very long ago, actually, probably four or five weeks ago. And uh, I was kind of looking through her website after I met her and looking at some of the photos she's taking because she's a photographer. And and then I looked at her website and her blog and all of her social media. And she describes herself as a PR veteran, a social media gal, and a blind photographer. And uh, so I just needed to know more about this woman. So Kathy Brown, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Thank you for having me. We're very excited. It's great. Um, I mean, you were just like a bundle of joy and a bright light in the room. There was a couple hundred people at the event that we were at where we met, and and your your energy, just everyone gravitated to you, and it was so lovely. So I'm, I'm so glad I got to meet you, and thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Do you want to just tell everyone well, a little bit about you? <laughs> thank you. So do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about in this life? Sure. Um You've capsulized some of it for sure. I uh, have been in PR for more than 40 years, and uh, along the way, I uh, picked up a love of social media. I've been on Twitter and Facebook for 10 years, and um, the photography was something that I've always kind of been interested in, but really didn't take it seriously until about... uh, Oh, a dozen years ago. So, but, I mean, so so you you did you think about being a photographer when you were younger, or is it just something that ten years ago kind of came and went? Hey, let's try this. No, well, I I'll put it into context. I I don't consider myself a professional photographer because um, I very rarely get paid for what I do. Um, that's a bit of a contentious issue and, and, and something that, uh, that you know, I'm always working on. A lot of times I do what I do to prove a point that someone with a disability can meet or even exceed the expectations of people when it comes to uh, basically raw talent. Absolutely. I mean, I was going through your Flickr page just not long ago, and uh, your your photographs are out of this world. Like, I have 20-20 vision, and I couldn't take photographs the way that you do, and you capture people so well. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I can't even imagine what that must be like um, for you to, to be able to capture. The, can you Can you tell us a little bit about that process and what you see through the lens or how you capture people so well? <laughs> well, let me, let me take a step back and and just uh, kind of frame how I started to do pictures the way I do them. Um, A dozen years ago, I had the opportunity, a very unique opportunity, to actually go to Tokyo and Taipei 
when I was working uh, in some uh, PR for uh, a microprocessor chip company down in Silicon Valley. And, um, you know, you get very excited as a, as a would-be tourist to think, oh, my God, I can see this temple and that thing and that, you know, and, and, and get excited about that. And then I stopped and thought about it and, and said to myself, I don't want to take the same old, same old pictures. I had been shooting pictures for decades back in, you know, to the point where I was shooting little, little Kodak Instamatic with the little square flash cubes which will be like ancient history to everybody listening. But I I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to actually start to tell a story. And that was for the outside world. So they would understand what I have just done. For me personally, my photos are also kind of like a memory bank because I can go back in time and I can look at the photos and I can actually see what I actually saw. Because when I'm taking the photos, I'm not getting the detail that mm. I then see later when I look at what I take. So, you know, my, my intentions are kind of twofold. But because I went into that trip believing that I, from now on, would tell a story and frame a moment in time. So, uh, you know, not post photos all the time, just framing that moment that people would look at and appreciate and get, because mm. very often they probably experience much the same emotion and the same thing that I've just captured. So from then on, I have, I, I have consciously, um, you know, tried to, tried to capture those moments in time. Absolutely. So, okay, now we've learned a little bit about you. Now take us back. Take us back to the beginning. Like, who were you as a child and as a teenager? What were you like? What were some of the things that you struggled with? Tell us a little bit about your early years. Sure. So I'm 64 years old. So we'll, we'll go back into it's probably the today's equivalent of the Middle Ages. Um, I was actually nothing like I am now as a kid. Um, Growing up in the 1950s and 1960s, um, it was challenging to be different, and I was certainly different. I was the kid who didn't see. I was the kid who sat in in the first row and followed the teacher around the class while she wrote on the blackboard and took notes. Um, I was also smart which, you know, was not not a great combination. Um, so I was the subject of a lot of bullying. And um, it was difficult in the early years in school. I had few friends and, and very little self-confidence. Um, and high school was probably some of the worst because you know, there are so many changes that happen in, in high school and... So many, so many games that people play and so many, so much need to be popular and to be perfect. And I was none of those. Um, but university opened a lot of doors for me and, and, and because everybody was themselves. And, mm. was, you know, it was a much different situa- social situation and learning situation than, than, say, grade school and high school was. And uh, I think that 
getting into the profession I did get into uh, was was a real godsend, and it was absolutely accidental. I was never meant to be in PR. Uh, I actually took my degree uh, in Greek and Latin. Oh, I was I was going to be an archaeologist, except I got thrown out of there because I couldn't draw the little pot pieces because I couldn't get close enough to them. And um, I decided after I got my degree that I would teach because that was the next logical thing to do after going and getting a classics degree. So I uh, applied to the one-year Master's of Education program at the university I had graduated from, which was McGill, and um, got refused on the basis that, and this is the direct quote from the person who told me, um, that I couldn't teach normal people. Oh! And... um, you can imagine that my back got up a little bit, and I questioned that, and and said, "What do you mean?" And um, this person said, quite dramatically, "What if you were in a classroom and one kid stabbed another and you didn't see it?" Oh my! I I said, "What if you're in the classroom writing on the blackboard up front and you go back to everybody and one kid stabbed another and you didn't see it. Oh. He said, it's totally different. I said, no, it's not. But they Sorry. were pretty steadfast in their refusal. So I got annoyed and I went to the newspapers and I and did a lot of yelling and discovered the power of the press and went into PR. And that's wow. how I did it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have to go back. You, this McGill's in Ontario, is that correct, in Ontario, Canada? No, McGill's Montreal. Oh, Montreal, okay, sorry. So this, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was I just, Montreal, literally... Montreal born and, and, and raised. Okay. That just threw me off a little bit. How many stabbings do they have in Montreal high schools and <laughs> colleges that they're worried about this being a thing? <laughs> My goodness. Especially wow, in that's... 1976. <laughs> That is, uh, sorry, that just made me, that just stunned me right there. That was, such, what a question. I mean, that's so funny. I mean, with the gun and debates and everything that are happening now. Oh, sorry, there's some, that's perfect timing. There's sirens going by my window right now. <laughs> that's what I know, this. I just had one just a couple of minutes ago. Um, you know what? I think, I think it does go back to attitudes of the day. Mm. Because, you know, I'm going back 40, 50, 60 years in terms of the attitudes that I had to face. Yes. I think there's a little more understanding out there. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. There's still misconceptions, but I think but I think that disability is much more visible now. Disability is much more talked about. Uh, people with disabilities are much more vocal um, and much more present in, in mm. everyday life. And I think, and I think that had, you know, played a huge part in, in, in the attitudes of the day. Um, but, you know, I also believe that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And I, you know, I look back on that time and, and actually I talk about this in some of my motivational speaking and even on some, in some of my stand-up uh, that, that, you know, 
what ha- what transpires sometimes that reflect people's attitudes, and and it can be quite funny, even though at the time it, it was very frustrating. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, we have about a minute and a half before we uh, go to our first commercial break, but I just wanted to go back to something that you touched on uh, when you were talking mm-hmm. about bullying. Um, nowadays, mm-hmm. there's there's everyone, the whole world's talking about bullying via social media, but I know mm-hmm. when you were growing up, the social there was no social media at the time. Can you tell me a little bit about what bullying looked like back then? Uh, lots of lots of tricks being played on me. Um, you know, people putting things in my seat that mm. I, in the, in the you know, event that I wouldn't notice that I was going to sit on something or people writing things on the blackboard. So when I went around to copy them, I would see uh, the notes. Um, things like that, joking around, uh, teasing, everything up, right up to being beaten pretty regularly. Um wow. So, you know, much more physical, Mm. much more face-to-face. Yes. And, uh, you know, even it even still happened in, I guess, what in the U.S. would be called uh, maybe junior college or community college. I I actually had one of the junior profs take me out and then brag about that he took a handicap person out um, just almost on the bat. Wow. you know, you get used every once in a while, but but you know these things these things create a hell of a backbone. Yes. <laughs> you know, I the, and well, the, you know, humor is the other humor is the other weapon that I discovered quite early, and I used it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I bet. I know that's something that a lot of us that have struggled with self esteem or or even like self worth or a disability or anything, we kind of turn to humor because if we can make other people laugh, maybe they won't notice the pain that we're in. I I think we've talked a lot. Well, and I think I think the other element to that was was that I was much smarter than a lot of these other people, and I could come back with real good zingers very quickly and make yeah. them look bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. I okay. Do. Um, I'm, I want to ask you more about, I want to talk more about bullying and social media as well when we come back from the sure. commercial break, but uh, we just have to jump to a commercial very quickly. But I did want to let everyone know that if you do want to follow Kathy Brown on social media, it's very easy to find her because if you Google Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, B-R-O-W-N-E, she is the very first one that comes up on Google. She's kicking butt out there in the world. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes from this commercial break. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teams just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I have the fabulous Kathy Brown on our show. And if you want to follow her on social media, you can just type in Kathy. That's Kathy with a C and Brown ending in an E um, into Google. And you'll find her because she's all over the place. And there's some great articles and some of her amazing photography. She is a blind photographer, but she's accomplished so much in her life. And really, not only inspired the people around her, but me at Teen Wealth Radio. So we're so glad to have her on. Thank you so much again, Kathy, for joining us. Well, I'm having a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, before before the break, um, we we yeah we were talking a little bit about bullying and and um, I I was asking you about social media because you are in public relations and PR and 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 you're on social media and very active and and I was asking you kind of about bullying and what it was like when you were in school and and then I was mentioning to you during the commercial break about Monica Lewinsky did a TED talk because she was before uh, social media but she was during the time of emails and she was bullied quite a lot. So there's quite an evolution of bullying that's happened. And nowadays it's kids being bullied, not only in school, but online. Have you, because you're such a guru in social media, have you, do you have any takes on, on that and how we could try and tailor that on social media? Like, like try and tamper some of the bullying or is it just impossible? Cause it's so easy to reach anyone via the internet these days. It's hard. I It's really hard because I mean, Social media, it's, it's kind of like a fire hose. Mm. You know, it comes at you in, in huge bursts, and, and, and it, you know, you can, almost, you can almost be inundated with it. I am very, very lucky, and I think part of my good fortune, I mean, I could, I could have still been bullied as an adult online. Could have been, mm. you know, could have been easy enough. Uh, I haven't been, and part of, I think, my good fortune is that I've surrounded myself with a huge and very supportive community, and I think that's one thing that really matters, is surrounding yourself with people who care for you, for who you are, and who stand up for you, um, and, and surround you and kind of protect you from, from, people who could do you harm. Um, I think that's a very, that's a very important thing to, to try 
to find like-minded people. And you know what? You're never alone. You just don't know there are people out there who are like you and, and also feel they're alone. And I think one of the things that I say to, to groups of young people, because I do a, a fair amount of speaking, um, I talk a lot about perfection and, and the perceived need to be perfect and to be just like everybody else. Mm. And what I, you know, usually say is, you know what, perfection's overrated. I was born imperfect. Mm. And I didn't love it at first because it was, it was, it was difficult. But I've really embraced imperfection as something that's a lot more interesting and a lot more, um, really fun than just being like every other person you see. And so I I encourage people to be imperfect and actually Mm. celebrate their imperfection and show it off. I I love that you said that because, I mean, part of what we do at Teen Wealth is is trying to inspire young people to become entrepreneurs and create a life that they love with whatever it is that they're passionate about. And I think some Mm -hmm. things... Sometimes the things that are deemed quote unquote weird about us are the things that catapult us to a different level beyond what everyone else is doing. Because there could be a thousand photographers out there or a thousand speakers or a thousand teachers, but there's the the little weird things and idiosyncrasies about us that make us unique and make us connect with other people. So it's it's so great to be able to embrace those things, but it takes so long. I, I mean... I don't know. It I does. don't think I was, it was, it was, I had to be in my late twenties before I went, Oh, Hey, I like how weird I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? And how can I use that to my advantage? Did, did you, what, when did you finally come to happiness with your weirdness? If I could put it, I don't know if that's a great way to put it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think, you know what? I think I'm still, I'm still embracing it. Um, I, I certainly, I think, I think my, Career and my uh, certainly my my joining into social media ten years ago had a huge impact because of that community I was able to build, mm-hmm. and I think it erases some of the fear and some of the trepidation that comes with um, you know finding your path. But at the same time, you know what? You could find several paths in, in the course of your life. And I think, you know, that's, that's part of what I've done, too, is that, you know, you're never done. I was, you know, I, when I turned 60, I decided that I would do a lot of things that I'd never actually done before. So I'm, you know, knocking a whole bunch of stuff off my list that I want to do in this decade. One of them was stand-up. One of them was improv. Um, you know, just get doing things that, that I thought I would never have the guts to do and never have the courage to do. Uh, you know, do motivational speaking. Actually talk to a couple hundred people at a time. I love it. Mm. Um, I love, actually, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of co-hosting of a radio program, too, on co-op radio here locally right. in Vancouver. And uh, I'm loving that, too. I could I could see myself doing a, that a lot more. 
fantastic. And it's like, I, to I, me, it's just like having a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was, I, I mean, I've seen all of the different things that you have your hand in online when I was going through your social media. It's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And I want to ask you all about that, but um, I, I love that you were just talking about finding your path in life. And, and I'm wondering when you were a teenager or a child, I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of us always have the, like, a lot of young boys say they want to be a firefighter or a policeman, and a lot of young girls want to be a marine biologist or a nurse or a teacher, and we all have these kind of ideas of what we're going to be when we're older, and, and quite often they change. Did you know what you wanted to be or what you wanted to dabble in, or did you have any idea? Oh, Lord, I probably wanted to be a dozen things. Uh, I wanted to write. Joe yeah. March and Little Women was one of my heroes. I wanted to teach because Anna Green Gables was another hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a paleontologist because I was had a real thing for dinosaurs. Um, I, you know, I thought of all kinds of things like that, and and I was always creating little scenarios. I was not much of a doll person. I wanted the I wanted the little cat pistols. I wanted the race car set. I wanted the train sets. I wanted to, all the stuff. Even when I had the dolls, I was putting them in scenarios where they got kidnapped and we had to rescue them and cops and robbers and all sorts of things like that. So yeah, I mean you. I think there's a difference, though, in terms of what you aspire to be and what people around you tell you you are capable of. Mm. And again, when you throw disability into the mix or any kind of difference, then sometimes people will maybe caution you that that might not be doable. Mm-hmm. But luckily... Um, I had a mother who was very determined that I was going to, you know, get a good education, not go to a special school, not, you know, and and I was the first person in my family to go to university, Um, you know, so everything is possible, especially when you've got people backing you up. But, you know, you've got to overcome the hurdles of other people's expectations and attitudes and and that's something that uh you know takes some work and and you'll always get it but you'll always have a bunch of supportive people on your side too Mm. yeah i love that you mentioned that before how important it is to surround yourself with good people that are that are there to protect you and your 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 um i just i think it's so it's so important and it's so hard for young people i think to determine who that person is mm-hmm. you know it's just we have these friends that come and go because of certain likes and dislikes and 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 I think when we're younger we we hold on to that one person that believes in us and then sometimes they don't live up to our expectations of what our best friend should look like the person that protects us but I always yep. say to the teens I'm like just realize that they're going through the same struggles that you are and we never know um, when I was in high school I had a girl that she was like the most beautiful girl in the high school everybody wanted to be next to her she was just incredibly gorgeous she was really sweet she was very funny and I was always kind of funny looking like I was too tall too chubby had frizzy curly hair still do <laughs> And, um, so do and I. I always gravitated to her because I was like, oh, she's so, she's so amazing, you know? Sorry? I've got the hair, too. You got the hair, too. Yeah, you got the curls, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but but it was funny because I was I was always thinking that oh she was so lucky and had this amazing life and she's so beautiful and so nice and everybody loves her, but there was always something a little bit 
off and her and I kind of lost touch at times and then we'd be friends again and we lost touch and I was I always thought that she was my best friend and then she wasn't my best friend and she wasn't my best friend again and it was it was always quite the struggle and then we became really close and she would spend almost every night at my house always she'd come over to my house for dinner and she'd come over to hang out and yeah it was um, where she wanted to be well, and then I found out later that it's because she was living in an abusive home. And, and the reason why that she was so skinny is probably because she wasn't getting the nutrition and the things that she needed because her parents weren't taking care of her. And and, and it was just, yeah, it was like, oh, it really made me stop because it, at first I was like, oh, why doesn't she always want to hang out with me or whatever? Was there something wrong with me? And then I realized that it was that she was going through her own stuff. So it can be very hard. I believe we have to go to our next commercial break. My goodness. Time flies when you're having fun. Kathy, we'll be right back in just a moment, everyone. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Kathy Brown, a PR expert, social media guru, and a blind photographer, believe it or not. A pretty incredible lady. She's got a lot of other things that she's uh, endeavored to do in her life as well and been published in several great newspaper articles and things like that. And if you want to follow her on social media, all you have to do is go to Google, type in Kathy with a C, and her last name, Brown, with an E on the end, B-R-O-W-N-E, and you'll find her because she's the first Kathy Brown that pops up on Google. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a little bit before the break, Kathy, about your mom and how supportive she was. Um, have you always, I was just kind of wondering about your family life when you were younger. Were you born mm-hmm. blind? Tell us the story. 
I was uh, very premature, and you're going back to 1954, so that was, you know, uh, a little out of the ordinary, but uh, I was two pounds uh, at birth, and uh, I I like to say in the modern vernacular that I was overcooked. I was um, given too much oxygen in the incubator, uh, which destroyed the eye tissues. Um, and that was a very pretty common occurrence in those days until they until uh, it was discovered that regulation of the oxygen would would help that. Um, but because I've been like this all my life, I you know I have no idea how people actually see. Mm. Um, I think I'm. I always say that I'm a pretty good fake. Uh, that that uh, you know I get around. Very independently, um, I see. I see a lot of detail because I look for it. Uh, mm. I am very detail oriented. I'm very visual. I have great color sense. Mm. Um, so you know, I, I yeah. A lot of people don't realize that I, that I don't see at mm. first glance, and I can you know, as I say, I can fool some of the people some of the time. Um, until, you know, I don't like, you know, if I walk into a glass door or something, you know, that's, that, that's a dead giveaway. Um, and that certainly happened. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, so, so you have, you know, I was, uh, yeah, so that was me. I have two sisters who are, who have, you know, perfect eyesight. So, uh, it was just me. And, and sorry, you, you mentioned before it's 10% vision you have in one eye. Is that correct? Yeah, if you if you kind of think about, you know, being at your optometrist, you know, and, and, and having them say read the eye chart, um, they ask you to read the eye chart from a distance of 20 feet. So a person with 20-20 vision basically can read the eye chart at 20 feet all the way down. Ah, okay. okay. So for me, I can be twenty feet away from the eye chart, and I can't read the big E, even though I know it's an E because it's been an E for like a hundred years. <laughs> so they it's always say, "What can you read?" And I say, "Nothing, but the top one's E." <laughs> you know, show a little <laughs> imagination. Show a little imagination and change the silly eye chart, and just see if you can stump me. <laughs> you know, but uh, so that's the that's the kind of you know, comparison, if you will, that, that, uh, I, I tell people and I, that I see, you know, that in a kind of narrower kind of not, not like a pinprick, but a, a pinpoint, but, but a little narrower depth of field than, than someone else would have. And I don't see out of the left eye. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to ask your thoughts on some of the jargon that we have, some of the wording. There's been, there's there's so many, like, hurtful words out there, and there's such a focus on political correctness right now. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it goes overboard, and sometimes it mm-hmm. doesn't go far enough. And then we look at the president of the United States right now, who at times uses words that are extremely inappropriate. And I think a lot of people, it's causing a lot of people to just talk about things even more. Uh, I talk to a lot of young people that, and they use the word retarded as just like, oh, that's retarded. Like, it's kind of silly. Like, I don't think they realize where the word comes from. And I, and, and then you talked about earlier how the, the gentleman for 
for going into your schooling said you couldn't teach normal people. So words like normal and perfect and disabled and, and handicapped. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on political correctness around all these words? And, and how can, so a lot of people want to reach out to someone who has a disability and talk to them, but they're afraid to say the wrong thing. Do you have any advice for a young person who might see someone who's struggling, but they're afraid to say anything because they don't want to hurt them? If you see somebody, um, I mean, my my first reaction would would be to, you know, if you see someone you think needs help, just approach them and say, can I help? You don't have to say, that's your disability. You don't have to go into any kind of jargon. Just say, can I help you? And people will, for the most part, say yes or no. And they'll tell you what they need. Uh, don't assume that someone needs something. Ask first, then follow their lead. Uh, okay. I used to do a little bit of a. I used to do a little bit of a sort of play acting when I worked for the uh, our institute for the blind, and I used to actually take someone from the audience and give them a white cane and drag them around by the white cane because people have done that. Mm. Um, you know, or I push them from the back saying, go this way, go that way, you know, don't assume, let people tell you what they need and follow their lead. And you know what, if you use a term that they don't like, most people will say, you know what, I prefer this. Absolutely. And it's a learning situation. Mm -hmm. You know, we all learn from each other, Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I was, on, I was on public transit probably last year, and I um, asked a young lady who was sitting in the disabled seat for the seat. And, I, and she said, why? And I said, well, I'm a senior and I'm blind. She said, no way. She said, you look too good. <laughs> so I basically gave her some schooling in disability mm-hmm. and and perceptions that just because you have a disability, you shouldn't look as well-dressed or as, you know, put together as anybody else. Yes. So by the end of, by the, a couple of stops later when she got off, she apologized and she said she learned something. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. You know, we're all around to teach each other. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I think, you know, if you have an open mind and just sort of say the first, the first, you know, the first opening line, if it's how can I help you, it's a good start. Absolutely. I, uh, thank you for that. Because it's always, it's always a question that students ask me too. They're like, I, I, I really want to go introduce myself to this person, but I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. So I like, I like that. That's very simple. It's just... Yeah. I mean, we make it so much more complicated than it is, but uh, so sorry. I kind of asked you uh, seven questions within that one question because I get excited <laughs> about all the things I want to ask you. Um, but going back to political correctness, what what are your thoughts on that with all of these words and all the jargon that's out there? And and I know you're, you're an advocate for people with disabilities and you wrote a great, I was reading what you wrote about uh, the International Day of Persons with Disabilities and how it shouldn't just be the International Day, it should be about a sex getting jobs, finding affordable housing that, that works with your disability, not having to spend 
thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to get things in your home that make you able to just get to the kitchen and do things that you need to do with whatever disability it is and and rights for guide dogs and people with guide dogs can you tell me about political correctness and where you would like to see the world go well i don't even think of all that in terms of political correctness i mean when i hear someone use the term that i that i don't like or is not proper i'll say so Mm. But really, as an advocate for persons with disabilities, and I'm, and I'm part of the City of Vancouver Persons with Disabilities Advisory Committee and have been for several years. Uh, I'm also on the board of, a, of an organization called Kickstart Disability Arts and Culture, which uh, actually helps promote and support disabled artists. Um, my concerns are more tangible and more practical, as you, you were saying, fighting for fighting for housing, fighting for uh, employment, fighting for, um, you know, recognition within a community uh, on an equal basis. Words don't grab me as much as actions do. Actions are so much more important. We've got to have action on the political front. We have to have action on all levels of government. We need legislation. British Columbia has no uh, disability legislation. Federally, in Canada, there is no disability legislation as yet. You know, we're very behind the U.S. in terms of, you know, the ADA came out like 30, 35 years ago. Um, and, and we have had nothing like that. So my, my crusades are less about political correctness and more about let's get stuff done. That's, that's very important because there's so much that doesn't get done <laughs> in this world mm-hmm. because of all the red tape and all the rules and the things that we, that we have to do. And they're, I mean, they're there for a reason, but it, it can be yeah, quite but frustrating we, at but times. The, but the big thing is that we have no protection right now. Hmm. And, and that is a huge, huge element that, you know, that other countries and other, and some of the other provinces in, in Canada do already have. And they're not perfect. There are still a lot of things that need to be ironed out, but we, but there is no starting point. And we need a starting point. Absolutely. And this is what, this is the sort of thing that I fight for. Well, so if someone wanted to get involved or, or volunteer mm-hmm. or something, where, where would you recommend mm-hmm. them to go? Well, I, I recognize that the audience is 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 pretty broad, and and, and uh, you know, if you're talking about the U.S., you you could you could start in your own community. You can you can look at what you could do on a state level, um, and and get involved with federal programs. But you know what? Starting in your own backyard is not a bad place to start because yeah. you can affect change in where you live. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you're if you're interested in helping, you know, there may, you may have an interest in certain conditions because you've got a family member or or someone you know who has it. Start there, you know, volunteer, volunteer see what you can do um, to to help volunteer for a cause that that you're interested in. And if you you know if you don't have a particular affiliation with something. Look around, see what programs are being done by different organizations. You'll find something that will appeal to you. You know, it could be it could be a, a disabled sport 
uh, organization. It could be helping, you know, tutor students. It could be helping people, you know, put on little plays and little little uh, community events. There's so much out there that that you could get involved in, and and, and basically, you know, start with something that interests you and something that you're already good at and you can you can offer your expertise out there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, because I know a lot of our young people are looking to get involved in some way, but they're never really sure um, where where they can start. Um, we do have to go mm-hmm. to our last commercial break, and then when we'll come back, I want to talk about some of the really cool stuff that you've uh, done in your life and dabbled in things like stand-up comedy. <laughs> Um, so everybody will be back in just a moment uh, with Kathy Brown and if you do want to reach out to me you can always email it's Brandy with an I at globalteamwealth.com or you can go to our website globalteamwealth.org and uh, find out ways to contact us there you can see all of the board members that are uh, working together to make this happen Um, and yeah and you can always call the 1-800 number too it's 1-855-866-TEEN or 8336 and and we'll be here to to chat Uh, we'll be right back in just a moment have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I only have about 10 minutes left with the fabulous Kathy Brown. 
if you want to find her, go to Google and type in Kathy Brown. It's Kathy with a C, Brown with an E at the end. Uh, she's an incredible lady. We're so glad to have her on the show. She's been telling us a lot about her life, not only in PR, growing up blind and becoming a photographer, but she's done some really cool other things too. Stand-up comedy is probably one of the hardest things on earth to attempt. I know so many people that uh, do it and, and, and try and do it well, and it's, and it's very, very hard. So, Kathy, where did you get the huevos, <laughs> if I can put it that way, <laughs> to do something like that? That is not easy. Well, when I, you know, as I said, when I turned 60, I decided to do things I'd never done before, and I had the opportunity last year to... Um, be part of an ensemble cast uh, for a theater group here in Vancouver called Real Wheels. Uh, they promote uh, the talents of disabled uh, performers, and they use disabled performers in their in their various productions. And uh, this one was called Comedy on Wheels, and it featured fifteen people who all had some level of disability. And we had a blast. None of us had done it before. Uh, we all wrote our own material and performed our own material. And it was uh, one of the most fun and, and really uh, revolutionary things I've done. And, and, and it really taught me a lot about, you know, how far you can take yourself and how brave you can be. And I kind of caught the bug, and I've done a few stand-up stints since, and um, have have had a great deal of fun with it. That's amazing. Are you performing anytime soon that I could come check you out? <laughs> I've got nothing on nothing scheduled right now, but I I intend in the fall to actually you know be a little more active in in trying to find some open mics and and things like that that I can just go and try and just uh, see what the reaction is. Um, it's a very different process than, than improv, which is kind of a group situation and you're, and you're part of, you're part of a, a group dynamic when you're, when you're, uh, doing stand-up. You're on your own and you rise and fall on your own. But I love both and, and I was very fortunate to be the first recipient of a diversity scholarship which opened up, uh, opportunities for women and seniors and disabled people. Uh, among other groups that were maybe under under uh, represented in in the improv community uh, by a local uh, troupe called Vancouver Theater Sports, and um, I loved it. It was it was uh, a very intensive uh, course that uh, I learned a lot about improv, and again learned a lot about myself in the process and, and uh, every once in a while get the opportunity to go on stage and various improv jams and, and, and work with people who uh, have been very welcoming and, and, and very supportive. So uh, in both cases, I love it. And I always think what makes people laugh makes them think. And it also is a lot easier to get your message across. And, and, and I definitely use both to you know, to talk about disability and acceptance and uh, and make people laugh at the same time. Absolutely. Do you have any favorite comedians that you kind of look up to? Well, actually, one of the people that uh, op- helped open Comedy on Wheels, uh, a lady by the name of Tanya Lee Davis, originally Canadian. She works out of Britain quite a bit. And uh, she, is, she is a little person. 
and uh, rides around on a red scooter and uh, is actually involved in a lot of campaigns right now to improve accessibility for people in scooters because they're not considered wheelchairs. Mm. And uh, she she is a hoot. She's a riot, and she's a, a an absolute role model uh, for uh, for a lot of us. So, you know, women as well as disabled people who want to break into this area. And uh, she she is wonderful. Absolutely. So we only have four minutes, believe it or not, before the end of the show. The hour flies by very quickly. I cannot um, believe how fast that went. I know it's it's out of this world. How quick <laughs> how quick everything happens. <laughs> me um so i'm just i would love to have your take as a woman who's who's tried some cool things in her life who's overcome some Mm -hmm. obstacles and who's living the life that she wants to live and and inspiring people through that is is if you could i mean if you had like a minute or two to let the whole world kind of sit down shut up and listen to your advice for for young people who are kind of finding their way do you have any advice that you would give them and, and maybe their parents too to help them on that journey Oh, so much. I mean, I I have mentioned a few things already. You know, don't try to hold yourself up against somebody else. You know, you are you. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And And don't be afraid to try because, you know, not everything will work. Don't be afraid to do it. And don't be afraid to ask for help if you think you need some in terms of getting to where you want to be. You know, don't be proud. Don't yeah. think any question's a stupid question because it's not. Yeah, that's that's very great advice. Um, so so the best way for people to get out there and follow you if they want to follow along on, on what you're doing and any upcoming things that you're participating in is, is just Google, is that correct? Well, if you Google my name, you'll find, you'll find my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Flickr IDs all on the same page because I show up right on top. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that you've got such a great presence. I, I honestly, I, when I Googled your name, it was like the first 20 things that came up on Google were, were you and all the neat things that you've done in the great articles. It's, it's pretty cool. How, how have you not let fame go to your head, young lady? <laughs> you would think I was something important or something. <laughs> I think you're pretty darn important, Kathy. I think you're fantastic. And I really appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> you're so cute. Oh, my goodness. I hope my mother is listening because I know she would love you. And, and I, I hope one day if you do another comedy show in Vancouver, I can bring her out because I think the two of you would have great senses of humor together. And Goldie's Pizza in the basement, they do stand-up every week, open mics every week. They even do a thing called Tinder Tales where you recount the worst Tinder tale that you've ever had from dating online, <laughs> which is kind of fun. So you and I should go oh there one night together. <laughs> That would be fun. I would do that anytime. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you again, Kathy, for coming on the show. Um, we really appreciate it. Team Wealth is in its Thank second you. year now, and, and the kids out there, I mean, I know that anyone listening is, is going to be inspired by your story, so we really appreciate you. And if anyone wants to talk to me, I'm easy to talk to, and uh, I'd be happy to uh, have chats with anybody. And I really am honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. It's kind that you're offering to pay it forward for our for our young ones out there. Everybody, I'll see you same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in again to Team Wealth Radio. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for
for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. 